With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the Flow Track Podcast. Flow Track Podcast at gmail.com is our email address. You can also find our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and on the website, flowtrack.org slash flowtrackpodcast. I'm Kevin, joined by Gordon, who's adjusting his mic, adjusting his camera, but has assured me he's ready to go. Oh, I'm ready to go. Kevin? I miss you, man. We yeah. haven't done a pod in so long. Mm-hmm. I, I, so uh, there's a lot of things I want to catch up with you, talk about the NBA. And it's really frustrating because I know this is a track and field podcast, but I really, really want to talk about the NBA and I can't. And it hurts me. Part of me thinks we should make an NBA podcast that we put on Flow Track for the all the subset of NBA slash track fans. But There's you know, a lot of them. Because I'm not going to lie, you know, we're about to talk about that proposed NCAA cross-country new regional system, but mm-hmm. I want to think about the ideas of how they're going to do the playoffs in a bubble in Orlando, Florida, in Disney World, you know, for mm-hmm. the NBA. And I came out with – I sent you a long description of how they should do the NBA playoffs. You didn't respond. Yeah, I ignored, I ignored that on purpose. I think you need other things to do. You make fun of me for following track athletes on Instagram, and you had a – that's the longest text I've ever received by the way. It just kept going. And I didn't know if it was yours or you copied and pasted it from a Zach Lowe I, article or where it came no, from. No, I wrote it. I wrote it and I just copied it from my desktop Word document to you because I wanted you to see it. Did you I read it? That. You didn't even read it? No, because here's what they should do. Cancel the season and start again in October fresh. That's what they should do. Or if they really want to do the season, just start with the playoffs and figure everything else out. It's real simple. You don't need to do all this other stuff. Listen, I am a Spurs fan, as people can see, if you're watching, uh, I'm ready to call it a season. I'm fine with the playoff streak ending. Let's just move it forward. I don't want to discuss that anymore. All these like, well, what happens to the team in 13th place? You know what? They're in 13th place. And the Spurs are in 13th place or whatever they're in. I'm fine. They had plenty of chances to get in the top eight. Just keep it moving. Uh, Before we start, though, uh, trivia question for you. You ready for this? Hit me. Yeah. Who was the last non-family member to ride in my car the last non-family member to ride in your car yes and by family member i mean my wife and two kids i'm not even talking about extended family who was the last person who was not in my family to ride in my vehicle is it me it was gordon mack yes why why was i in your car driving back from the canceled ncaa indoor meet oh yeah i gave you a ride home you famously don't actually know where you live, so you could not give me directions to your house. We almost uh, drove off the freeway at one point, 
But when you said, hey, I miss you. I haven't seen you in a while. It made me think back, well, when's the last time I saw you? And it was when we came back from Albuquerque a couple of days early because the meet got canceled. And then you wanted a ride. And that was it. I haven't driven very far since then. And no one else has been in my car other than my immediate family. So I guess congrats, Gordon. Is what yes. I'm saying. So if the world does go to shit, I'll be the last memory of your car. That, mm-hmm. made, that made no sense, but you know. Uh, but yeah, the reason why I brought up the NBA because you're talking about proposals of like how to like help the 13th place team or the ninth place team in the West. That's what mm-hmm. this whole situation is with cross country proposals. We know that the teams that can win or going to win or in contention to win are going to go to NCAAs no matter what regional system you create mm-hmm. because there's no way NAU won't make the meet. There's no way Oregon, when they're good, won't make the meet because they didn't make the meet one year, but they weren't good. But you get the idea. The good teams will survive, especially when you're going to have 20 to 30 teams at the NCAA level at the championship. The odds that a team that could have won was ranked 22nd in the country or 32nd in the country. No, that's not happening. Uh, but mm-hmm. a week or two ago, me and Lincoln, we discussed how they had this proposal of change to the regional system. I know Dave Smith was on the Beneath the Grandstand podcast with Alex and Ryan talking about it briefly. And then there was a report by Stride Report that leaked the proposal, the first round proposal of how they would do this new regional qualification system. Now, before we get into it, I want to talk about a little caveat. Lincoln, with me, talked about how every three or four months, we see this new, like, we're changing track. You know, we saw, like, we're turning the 1,500 into a mile. We're switching the eight, the the 8K to a 10K for – the 6K to a 10K for women or the 10K to 8K for men or whatever. And we hear all these changes mm-hmm. that never happen, right? And it makes a big splash for, like, three days, and then it's over. And I think Lincoln was like, this is just another one of those big splashes where change isn't going to happen. We're going to talk about change, but never is going to happen. But in this situation, change actually is going to happen. I was talking to a coach about this, and basically he explained it this way. The NCAA has a lot of time on their hands because there was no March Madness. There's no spring sports. So they're spending their time just kind of thinking about their other sports. They had time, right? And they finally Mm -hmm. got to looking – Got around to looking at what what's cross country doing with their with their shit. What what's the cross country situation going on? And they looked at what's cross this country, country thing we speak of. Yeah, they look at what cross country and they're, and they're like, "Hold on, you're telling us we need to put on ten meets, ten being nine regions and the NCAA championship for one division. So multiply by three. If, I'm not sure how many regions are in D two D three. Is it also nine? Is it? I don't That's know. a Lincoln question. Yeah, you're forgetting Lincoln. who you're talking to. I assume, here. I assume it's yeah. nine, eight or nine, whatever. But for this conversation, we'll just only focus on D1. Uh, but NC was like, all right, you're telling us we have to find 10 sites. We have mm-hmm. to hire 10 timers. We have to staff up, like, plan for 10 meets for a cross country season. And they're like, why are we doing this? This is 10. Why do we need 10? Like that's a lot of money, you know. The higher the you're talking about the, like, talking about the nine regions plus the championship, right? That's what cha- you're saying. Ten. Yeah, they're like yeah, this okay. is crazy, and they're like, okay, well, how important are these nine regions? And they're like, okay, wait, these nine regions are all comers meets. Everyone gets to go. We're just 
we're hosting nine all comers meets every year for ever. Like, why are we doing this? This doesn't make no sense. So the NCA said, Hey, we're not doing that. We're not going to pay. We're not going to put on nine all comers meets for this sport. No other sport mm-hmm. gets all these nine, these all comers meets. So this is what you're going to do. You only get four or five and you only get 80 teams. And we want you to make sure conference champions auto qualified like they do in all the other sports. Figure mm-hmm. it out. And then that was it. So the NCA said, you have to change. We're not going to tell you how to change it, but we will tell you that the end result needs to be four or five regionals where only 80 teams make it. And of those 80 teams, 32 of them need to be the conference champion. The rest, you can figure out. Now, there's also another caveat to this. And in our community, we care a lot, care a lot about the specifics and the dynamics of the sport and like the unfairness. Like we look at like the mountain region is super deep or the West regional is deep. And we care yeah. about all the little like, ooh, this is making it easy for Arkansas. This is making it really hard for Colorado State, et cetera, et cetera. And we can care about this stuff. And as right. sports media and fans, we will, because if it was the NBA, we would talk about how the West is deeper than the East. It's it's unfair for Oklahoma City, but easy for Orlando, whatever. Um, the NCAA doesn't That's care. NBA reference for those of yeah, you who aren't yeah. following. Another NBA, NBA reference. Another NBA reference. The NCAA doesn't care. The NCAA isn't thinking about it being unfair for the fifth best mountain region team or the sixth best West region team. They don't, they don't know. Okay. All they care about is just putting on a meet to meet the requirement of having cross country because the NCAA really only cares about is March madness and college football. Like that's just reality. Like the rest of it is just like icing and like, we just got to put it on, let everyone else, let the other people f- figure it out. And so when we talk about this new system that we came up with, in the end, NCAA doesn't care if it's unfair. NCAA won't care if it's like, oh, this, that. The the coaches will, but the NCAA will not because all they care about is making it five regions or four with 80 teams. As long as it's that, we don't care how unfair or fair it is. And so this was the first uh, iteration of them trying to create original system that fits this new requirement 80 teams four or five regionals 32 conference champions and so if you guys have been on the internet you might have seen the uh the proposal what they did was they came up with five regions atlantic north central south southeast and west and then basically Mm -hmm. they decided to put entire conferences into each region and to make it kind of equal so most of the regions have about 70 to 50 to 70 uh, teams eligible for that conference. So like Atlantic is the American East, Atlantic 10, ACC, Colonial, Ivy, Northeast, and Patriot. I, I could go through them all, but basically it's about six to seven conferences per region. Now, okay. on face value, you're like, oh, this is kind of a good idea. Like, okay, you got these, you have your conference champions as round one, and then the conference champions qualify for the regional and then take all these at-larges from these six conferences into that region, boom, and then you qualify to the next round, whatever. So I, I like the the structure of it. However, mm-hmm. you look into the fairness of it, and it is kind of wild. So I'm going to read off Before we get you. that far. Okay. Sorry. Before we get that far, I have a question. So the, the conference champions would advance. They would get yes. – 
a ticket to this regional meet and then the yeah. other teams would fill out with at-large bids. How do we think those at-large bids are going to be decided? Will it be similar to how at-larges are advanced to the national meet now with some sort of point system? How will they determine that? Yes. Um, I think I think we're under the assumption that the at-larges will be decided based on um, the way we do the COLAS system, but it'll be on conference championship finish. Okay, so, so Colorado wins the Pac-12 meet for the women. Stanford gets second, but Stanford has accumulated all these points. They're a no-brainer they're in, and yes. so on and so forth. And, and then they so consider the third team in the Pac-12, and then the fourth team in the Pac-12, and then the fifth team like that. Is that how they would do it? Yeah, so for in, in this situation, the, the, let's say like the West. So let's mm -hmm. look at the West region. Um how it would work. Let me bring up the conferences that are in the West region. Hold on. So the conferences that are in the West region are Big Sky, Big West, Mountain West, Pac-12, West Coast Conference, and the WAC. So there will be six That's conference insane champions. If you think about it. Yeah. Like Pac-12, so Mountain so, West, so, and Big just Sky. Off the, yeah. So just off the top of my head, that's that's NAU, that's BYU, that's all the Pac-12 teams, that's New Mexico, Air Force. Boise State as a loaded loaded region. And it's also anyway. and then it's also Portland, you know. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a lot. So anyway, what happened is there's those so those are the conferences in the West. So look at that. There's six conferences. Big Sky, Big West, Mountain West, Pac-12, West Coast. Six teams get selected. Those conference champions go to the West region. And then yeah. the remaining 14 teams are going those six conferences. So I'm assuming they're going to do it the Colos way to pick the remaining 14 teams that make it to the West Regional. You know, are they going to do it by order of your finish at conferences? I don't know. They might just go straight to this, a pure point system, regardless of where you finish in your conference meet. I don't know. They haven't decided that yet. But in this situation, you know, getting, you know, it's going to be harder. For, I guess Pac-12 is going to hope that they have. If you're not the one, if you don't win Pac-12s, you have to make sure you did really well during the regular season to make sure you got all your points because NAU can just sleep all week and then win the Big Sky the same way like Iona can sleep all week all year long and then win their conference. But anyway, so that's yeah. what would happen. Now, is it possible that there's going to be a 21st team among those six conferences? that probably could have made NCAAs? I don't know. I mean, let's think about the math right now. I mean, West, Big Sky, you have NAU will go. Any other teams in the Big Sky that you feel like this past year deserve to make NCAAs? Probably not. You're Maybe talking, Southern Utah? You're talking men or women? Maybe Southern men. Let's, 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 mm -hmm. Yeah, men. For the, for the argument's sake, simple, for simplicity's sake, let's do say men. So say... Southern Utah and NAU get out of the big sky. So that's two. And then Big mm -hmm. West, none of those teams are good, but one of them gets to go. So that's three. Mountain West, mm -hmm. say there's Air Force, Boise, Colorado State. So that okay. now we're at uh, six. Pac-12, you could do Colorado, Oregon, Stanford, 
UCLA, Washington, Washington State. So now we're at 12. West Coast Conference can get two. BYU and Portland. So now we're at mm-hmm. 14. 14. WAC will get one, 15. And then you'll be able to find five more. So, like, there's not, like, this is the definitely the hardest region, but, like, we're still going to be able to find – there's not going to be a 21st team in the West region that be like, we got snubbed, you know? Because mm-hmm. I just listed all the, the main good teams just by history, and I only got to 15. So add another five, you should be fine. Okay. Does that make sense? So, yeah, yeah. So, but you dug into the numbers about – yeah regional balance here based on these proposed regions and when you dug into those numbers what did you what did you find yeah yeah so let me bring that up so i think qualifying to the regional i think is still going to be relatively like i said um fair because mm-hmm. to find 20 among those six conferences is pretty easy uh where did my document go I lost and my then document. are they going so then they're going 80 down to 31 still? Is that what the process would be? So it would go these regional meets down to a championship, but it would go – you'd still have 31 teams at that point? How would they figure they out how to get it? I okay. think they're going down to 32. How are they making yeah. those cuts? Is that the similar situation so it, to it, what they have? It would be – so it would be – before we get to that, let's talk about – yeah. So let's talk about the teams that would make the meet. Fudge. Can't find my document. Oh, here we go. Okay. So let's talk. We'll just, for argument's sake, think about the men. So uh, this is the number of teams. So I looked at from 20, from 2016 to 2019. So the last four years. Okay. So okay. last four NCAA championships. I, I figured out how many teams from this specific new created region have finished top 20 at the NCAA meet. So whether they finished mm-hmm. top 20 in 2017 and that's it, but that kind of as a, as a mark, just to see the depth, right? Mm-hmm. On the men's side, the Atlantic has six teams that, that have finished top 20 in the last four years. North Central has seven. The South has two. The Southeast has five. And the West has 15. So okay. the Southeast... North Central Atlantic are pretty even. The South sucks, only has two, and the West has 15. So that West is good. That's on the men's side. On the women's side, the Atlantic has five, North Central seven, South has two, Southeast has eight, and West has 13. So basically, Atlantic, three of the regions are pretty even. One of them is really weak, and one of them is really hard, which is the West. So the West is really hard, South is really easy, and the rest are kind of easy. The rest are like average, normal, in the, in the middle. But but that West number is still under twenty. No, that, meaning no, that's how many. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's True, how many you're going. 20. Okay. Well, but now, okay, but now, now we get to my next question, right? Which is going from regionals to to nationals. So, how many teams from the West could then qualify for the national meet? Do we know the details there? Is it going to be similar to how it is now? So. I mean, theoretically, uh, so it's, bunch, three right? auto, it's, it's three auto bids, and then the rest are at okay. large. So, I mean, you assume that if they could just like get all the at large bids, right? Okay, that's what you would assume. 
so but basically the south is only the it's only i mean check out the, the south is like a joke um this is this these are the conferences in the south region big 12 okay that's good you got iowa state oklahoma state texas right mm-hmm. conference usa no you might get middle tennessee state if they're good one year on the men's side yeah but that's about it because then you have the florida atlantics florida international louisiana tech marsh like they're not good teams then you have the MEAC, which is coppin state delaware state florida a&m you know all these stalwart cross-country programs morgan state norfolk state north carolina amt then you have south arkansas houston baptist incarnate word Lamar, McNeese State, New Orleans, Sunbelt Conference, which is App State, Arkansas State, Coastal Carolina, Troy, Texas mm-hmm. State, Little Rock, and SWAC Conference, which is Alabama A&M, Alabama State, Alcorn State, Arkansas Pine Bluff, etc., Grambling State. So, so the SWAC, the you're Sunbelt, the get Southland, two. the MEAC. No, you're going to get three out of this no matter what. Or and three, it's going to be three gonna Big get... 12. It's going to be the three Big 12 teams basically every year. Okay. And the SEC, they're going to probably dominate their region as well. Arkansas is not no, going to have they, any trouble. No, SEC's got some teams. I mean, they have Furman from the Southern Conference. They okay. also have the Big East. So they'll have a, you know, a Georgetown, a Villanova potentially coming in there. Big South has nobody. The Atlantic Sun doesn't really have anybody. And then the American Athletic Conference, which has uh, Tulsa. So mm-hmm. the South, the SEC is going to have to go up against the Tulsa's, Furman's, and the Big East teams. Okay. Do, do you know what? Like, what's interesting is this adds an extra layer to the playoff theoretically. But if they're doing at-large bids based on points you've accumulated throughout the season, it's weird that that carries through, because most of the time, once you start a tournament, everything is wiped clean, and you start fresh, and everybody's record is zero and zero. But if you're saying that they're going to fill this at-large field for the national meet using some sort of points criteria, they're going to have to go back to the regular season, correct? Yeah, that's a good point because if you're going to use – there's basically two at-large selections. You have the at-large to go to regionals and the at-large to go to nationals. Right. And are you going to use regular season twice for that? Yeah. That's a good question. I, I just bring it up. I just bring it up because when Dave Smith talked about it, with Alex and Ryan, he talked about making the the desire sometimes is to make cross country like other sports, but this is certainly something they would not do in the other sports. They wouldn't, they wouldn't say, okay, well, your regular season record is going to, is going to impact, like it impacts your seating. And then but once the tournament starts, you play, that's it. You just keep going. Yeah. And I think the way to avoid that, right? Because race basically right now, the way they, we have 80 teams. They're picking three from each region, so that's 15. And then you got to find the remaining uh, 17 at large for nationals because they're going to pick 32 mm-hmm. to nationals instead of 31. The reason why they need to do at large is because these regions are not even. However, if they throw out this whole like geographic situation to the region and we just pick Reseed our them. 80. Yeah. reseed them in the regions then all you got to do is say oh these are the five regions okay just the top six in each region yep. go if you're seventh in your region you're not going 
Yeah. And that's what we talked about before. We know they that. Add it. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that, but I don't know. that's what know they do in, in the... everywhere. Yeah. I think there's probably a sensitivity around travel Every budgets. sport reason. I would guess. Yeah. Yeah. What, but like, how, I don't know, like, you could, I mean, you're going to know if you made the meet two weeks out because conferences will be two weeks out from this meet. Yeah. Hell, you could, I think if you know where you're going on the Sunday, two weeks out, you can buy a plane ticket to this place. And I think they <laughs> so would, what they would even, you know, they would probably, what they would do is be like, all right, we know these are the top eight seeds. We'll, we're going to give them favorability on where they are located. Right. That's how they do in mm -hmm. the March madness. Right. They put Duke in the, yeah. the Southeastern bracket if they're the number one seed. So, so what you're saying here, let me, let me clarify what you're, what you're saying, what you'd like to see, what wrinkle you'd like to add on what you think is a plan that's inevitable based on the, the reporting and we'll call it reporting that you've done talking to other coaches. Um, we would have this conference championship weekend, which would be like March madness. Almost you'd have the Cinderella stories because you'd be watching which conference champion is going to get to make it to the first round. And some teams would say would get to be NCAA qualifiers in, in a sport that they haven't been NCAA qualifiers for. Okay. So they would all go in. You'd have all those conference champions. They'd go in. Then you'd pick the at-large teams based either – well, based what we think on a point system similar to we have now. That would be 80 teams. You'd divide them between be five regions, right? 16 teams a region. Is that what you do? Yeah. Or you could do but four But you would regions, seed them. But, you know, yeah, you seed okay. it. Yeah. Well, let's just say yeah, – yeah. So then, you, so then you'd seed them, right? And there would be some – uh, watch party where they would unveil the seeds and you'd evenly distribute them out of these into these five regions, 16 teams a region. And then that would allow you in your next step when that regional meet happens to just take the top, I guess if you took five, that would be 25. If you did six, that would be 30, something like that onto the NCAA championship. That's what you're saying. Yeah. And you can also then also, you also will be able to see the at-large individuals, right? We're like, hey, these are our 30 mm -hmm. individuals we are sending to regionals and we will see it. So now here's the, here's the caveat with the seeding situation. How do you do, what do you do if the women team gets, is seated in the North region and your men's team is seated in the Southeast region? Ah, good point. Cross country can never be easy. Yeah, because we're the only sport where we decided that, like, we're going to have a coach that coaches both sports. <laughs> yeah. You don't have, like, a men's basketball coach. is also the women's basketball coach, right? We're like, oh, yeah. we got to make sure the Duke women's team and the Duke <laughs> men's team are going to the same place. But we have yeah. to do that because we're crazy. Now – yeah. I mean, technically, that you is, could argue that we shouldn't need to worry about that because there's a lot of programs that are separate. And there's a lot of yeah. times, you know, the Arkansas women go to pre-nets and the Arkansas men go to Nuttycomb or something like that. Like, that happens. Yeah. So. Yeah. And yeah. I bet, I now that you brought that up, 
I bet that's the main reason why it's not happening. Travel is probably in there as well too, but that's probably the main reason. And it's one of those things where it's like, do we inconvenience a few people to make a better overall product or do we keep things the way they were? I mean, an assistant coach can handle it at that point. You're not drawing plays up. This is not football or basketball or volleyball or softball. You're not deciding which relief pitcher to go to. If there's any sport where you can have another coach stand in, I think this is it. And these teams have staffs. So to me, that's not enough of a, of a, of a argument. I think for the teams, it it might be, but if you're going to go to the system, the best way to do it is to make a clear qualifying process that both values the regular season, but also removes the regular season from the equation once it's time for championship season and lets people just have a clear path to qualify for the championships. Exactly. When you are in the West prelims in track in the second, like the quarterfinals of West prelims, they don't Mm -hmm. pick, who goes to nationals based off of who had the higher seed time. They just be like the tiebreaker is who won that race. Right. So, Mm -hmm. and that's what it should be here. And it'll be great too, because even when we do seed it, there will be that one region that we'll call like the region of death, like in the world cup style. Mm -hmm. It'll be like, Mm -hmm. Oh man, who it's going to be hard to find six. I know. I feel like eight teams are good enough, but like they aren't going to get six. Who's going to be the seventh and eighth team, you know, and it's just Mm going to be, you know, you could argue that that seventh team is be like, this is unfair because the sixth place team in the other region sucks and we beat them five times. It was like, yeah, well, it's not fair that, you know, Cinderella stories aren't fair to people who should have won, right? Right. So. Yeah. Those are the breaks. That's sports. Like if you seed them yeah. and and you seed them as best as you can, yes, that's why there is a group of death because one group just ends up being – really stacked and it's not because it's necessarily unfair or there was a nefarious intent. It's just, that's the way sometimes things like that break and it all evens out. If you're going to be a championship team or you're going to be a podium team, you're going to get through your region. You're going to finish in your top five or top six. I like that better. The other thing, the other fun thing about this, this would get me really interested in conference cross country. I would watch every single conference meet regardless of the ability just to see the cool stories of who gets to make it because there would be just as there is in March Madness what we call one bid leagues meaning they're not getting any at large teams they're going to get one yeah. team through and every year it would be fun to see i don't know i always liked watching those small conference tournaments growing up in basketball and you'd get to know those sort of teams of like, Oh man, is it going to be, is Florida Gulf coast going to get it is Valparaiso choose your whatever sleeper. And then sometimes those teams, Gordon, what happens to those teams? What happened to Butler? Yeah. And they turn into programs and it's like people start hearing about that team because they qualified and they got over a hurdle and yeah, maybe they're not making it to the NCAA meet, but in that region, like it's cool to see a, a little bit of tradition formed of, oh man, this is the team that always makes it out of the Sun Belt, or this is the team that always makes it out of the WAC, and is somebody going to unseat them? That I think is 
from a fan's perspective is kind of fun. And I, I think just even capturing running nerds attention is, is a good thing to do because there are a lot of running nerds, but there's a lot of running nerds that tune this stuff out until it gets time for the NCAA championships. Yeah. And when this proposal first came out or the talk of it came out two or three weeks ago, like I said, I was thinking like, why do they keep on trying to change it? It's fine. Just keep how it is. Why are we always trying to, you know, what's the word? Uh, fix the, a reinvent the wheel. wheel. Reinvent the wheel. Right. And, uh, mm-hmm. but it is not the coaches who are trying to do this. NCA said, we don't want nine regions. We're not doing nine all comers meets. You need to do 80 teams, four or five regions, conference champions, auto qualify. The rest is up to you. So, with that knowledge, though, that means we know it's happening. Like in 2022, mm-hmm. we're going to have four or five regions. Like that's happening 100%. No, yeah. no ifs, yeah. ands, or buts. The question is, what will the structure be? And I agree yeah. with you. And I think a lot of people agree that seating is the best and the most fun structure. The question mm-hmm. is, what is preventing seating from happening? Maybe coaches are scared about who's doing the seating, right? They might be like, the way they, figure you know like but like i mean i think the seating seating. should be i mean i should do the seating right yeah but like how do they do the seating in march madness it's a committee all right who's on the committee of march madness seating oh people involved with teams too because a lot of times they have to recuse themselves when their team is being discussed but you could be you could be from cal and be discussing the merits of washington state Right. This is the same thing with the um, F- FBS. A lot of those, um, not FBS. Yeah, the uh, football playoff. Sorry, I forgot what it's even called anymore. Is it called anything, or is it just called the college football playoff? My mind is melting. I, I mashed oh, up BCS. I think with, it's called. A, yeah, yeah, it's called college football playoff. Yeah, there we go. Great branding there. Anyway, th- those people <laughs> have long. T- those people all, even if they're retired, they have ties, right? They've been an AD at this school, or they used to be the coach at this school. You're not going to find anybody who has no conflicts of interests at all, because everybody, at the very least, went to one of these schools. So, yeah, it's not going to be imperfect. But if you do some sort of qualifying system to the first round, and then you seed it, you'll figure it out. And I don't think you have anybody to blame. If you don't like your seed, you could have run better in the first round. And if you don't like where you're at in the first round, like that's just not like you got to start from somewhere. You're there's, there is no perfect system. Yeah. The only thing that the seating's going to do is I do think super deep, like just like mentally, if you get mentally, the sixth team at pack 12 is just going to have a little bit of a, like, Hey, you're not that good to person who gets to a team that gets second in a shitty region and in a shitty conference. Yes. We'll know that that, Pac-12 team is pro- is most likely better, but for some reason, when you have the word sixth next in your conference name versus saying runner-up, just it just sounds better. And I think, yeah, w- if you're in a deep conference, like you're gonna make if you know that you're not gonna be top three in your conference, you got to make sure you have a resume that people are gonna be like, oh, okay, it's impressive, right? Yeah, and I, yeah, all I but want, again, yeah. Go ahead. I mean, Go ahead. it's not going to work for most teams because, like, if you're good enough to just auto-qualify, you're auto-qualify out of conference. But it would be great if more and more teams took the regular season more seriously instead of, like, 
oh, we're just, you know, we're getting, we're just here to, to see the course. Oh, we're just here for, you know, putting a good effort. Oh, you know, oh, we're just here. We don't want to get anyone hurt. So we're only racing 75% of the team. The only, you know, because I mean, runner coaches and runners are so finicky and superstitious and like overly cautious about their athletes that they're like scared to race them, you know, and I would hope that a lot of coaches would be like, no, we're racing. We want to like, we need to win, you know, the same way as mm -hmm. Duke basketball doesn't say, oh, we'll just be 500 the regular season and then we'll show up at the ACC playoffs. No, like, no, we want to go undefeated or, you know, have a lot of victories. And it's crazy because was... they run every day and yet you can't yeah. race every other week. It's just crazy. I was surprised uh, this year Coach K showed up to a game against North Carolina and said they were there just to check out the rims, just to see how they felt. And they only <laughs> they played they played half their roster. They left everybody else back. They did a tempo run that morning. It was great, though. It was a great tempo run that they did. They're, yeah, they're feeling think, really good for Yeah, March. Zion Williamson, their star basketball player, they's like, hey, we're just going to save you for the playoffs. You're going to sit yeah. the regular season. Yeah. He'll do two. He'll do two games total. That's it. Going to put him on a, a race restriction. I agree, and there could be a a ripple effect here, a rising tide lifts all boats effect. Where, okay, maybe the number one and two teams still can glide through, but if you are a a fifteenth best team, are you going to want to play around now at Prenats or at Nettycomb? Probably not, right? And then that's going to up your game, which is going to up the 10th the best team's game, which is going to move up and up and up and up to where we might see a higher quality of, of competition and more people racing full teams and more people racing full out. Like I want to see, I want to see NAU and BYU. I've said this before. I'll say it again. I'm going to say it every day until September or whenever they race. I want to see them race three times next year. I don't want to just see them once. I want to see those two teams yeah. go full out next year several times and throw in. I know you're big on Arkansas too. You could throw them in too, but I want to see, I want to see that multiple times. I don't want to just see them once because why would we want to see great teams only match up once per year? I want to see it multiple times. Yeah, I agree. I agree, wholeheartedly. Yeah. So man, who are your I, who are your winners and losers in this scenario? If it comes to fruition, so I would say one winner would be uh, fans of conference championships, which yes. I will put myself in that. I will put myself in that. I didn't think I was until now, but now I am. But run through who benefits the most and who benefits the least from this new scenario. Well, it depends. Geographically. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. Okay, so in that situation, Big 12 is the biggest winners because they get to race against four other conferences or five other conferences that don't care about cross-country. So they just mm -hmm. have their conference meet, and then they just have the meet again because like, the top 20 finishers are going to be the same top 20 finishers at Big 12 that are at the region. Like, I mean, it's kind of similar to the South Central Regional with Arkansas and Texas, but... Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. So Big Twelve's big winners, big losers. I would say is like middle of the pack, West and Mountain teams, because now all of a sudden they're going up against each other, where you know that all your auto 
you're you're not like when you have BYU, NAU, Oregon, Stanford, Washington, all these teams together, you're fighting for tenth. <laughs> you know, you're fighting for seventh, and so those are the losers, I guess. But maybe they're winners. Maybe it pushes them to be better. But yeah, losers would be West slash Mountain teams, and winners are the Big Twelve Conference. Yeah, no, I I agree with it. But nothing is permanent. This could be cyclical in some regard in terms of areas of the country that get really, really good at cross country as well, too. Maybe not as much in that south region, um, just because it seems like just few, you know fewer traditional powers. And I know traditional powers can can change throughout the years. But I mean, there is a chance that some of the other regions could could become the new West in five, 10, 15 years, right? Uh, I don't know. All right. So when would BYU ever stop being good? Do you see that happening in the next 10 years? No, I don't. That's a good question. NAU, yeah, it's, it's I don't. Good... Portland, I don't. Stanford, no. Colorado, no. Oregon, no. Washington with the Powell's, no. Like, I just... Okay, maybe next 20 years. Let's extend yeah, this maybe, a little. Yeah. Yeah. I, guess, I guess if we're going to continue the basketball analogy, the ACC has never been bad, but that there's been years when the ACC is better than others right yeah 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 that's true sometimes they get you know eight teams in sometimes they might get four teams in i mean think about those this the south region these are the teams that for on the on like the on the women's side the south region Mm -hmm. iowa state oklahoma state baylor and texas like Mm -hmm. iowa state didn't make so last year the only team to make it to NCAAs out of this new created South region is Texas, and they finished thirtieth. Yeah, like yeah, there's a ch- like there's if you're a women's team in the South, that's good because you know you're you're going because you don't need to be good. I mean, Oklahoma State and Iowa State had off years, and that's why they didn't make the meet. Uh, they were with injuries and stuff. Um, but you know, why wouldn't they, for equity's sake, why wouldn't they swap, put the SEC in this region and then swap them out for one of these non-Power 5 regions? Why couldn't they do that? I don't know. Maybe they'll need to do that. Maybe they'll be like, hey, yes, I don't know, Take swap, swap out the South the SEC with the SWAC or something like that. Yeah, but then if because you do, you're saying... But if, but if you do that, then Big East just has a cakewalk. Right. Was it Big East, Furman, who else? And, what's uh, the Tulsa. okay, what's what's the one to the east of the west? What's the westernmost non-west region? Is it central, you said? North Central. So the who's Atlantic, in that? North Central, South, Southeast, and West. Okay, who's the in North the central who's in the yeah? Is Michigan, Wisconsin, Iona, Purdue, Indiana, Eastern Kentucky. So it's Big Ten. And Iona and Eastern Kentucky. Oh, the conferences? Yeah. Uh, You said Big Ten. Big Ten and the... uh... Yeah, it's Big Ten, the Horizon, the MAC, the MAC, the Missouri Valley, Ohio Valley, and Summit. Okay, and then who's in the the Northeastern region or the Atlantic whatever region? America East, Atlantic 10, ACC, Colonial, Ivy, Northeast, and Patriot. Okay. It, there's it a just lot seems of like bad you got... conferences. <laughs> That's what you learn. It's like well, there's a, there's a lot of conference yeah, there's a... champions who aren't good. 
Yeah. Well, there's a lot of non. I mean, Power Five is just five conferences, right? And then you throw in, okay, who's who's really really good that's not in a Power Five conference, right? There's a there's definitely a handful of teams, but yeah, it's like not a huge BYU's, amount of teams. BYU's, NAU's, Iona's, but there's not that many. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, whoever's New hot Mexico. in the Ivy League that moment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was just trying to figure out a way. Is there a way to push? Is there a way to push some a Western team into the Central region? What is there a way to push a Western conference? But since these things are linked to conferences, it's not like you can just say, "Oh, hey, Colorado, New Mexico, you guys go over here," like they do with the Mountain. It's all moving as one big, one yeah. big conference. Um, Which I think is a bad idea. They need to do seeds. It needs to be. We. We should. We need to be creating the regions two weeks out, not creating the regions two years out. You know? Okay, so we create the regions two weeks out. Explain one more time, though, because we've we've put a lot of information out here. Explain one more time how you'd like to see the qualification process go from beginning to end. Again, based on the parameters that the NCA is, is making the coaches decide on, which is. 80 teams qualify for regionals using four or five regions. I think five would be fine because 16 versus 20 per region, 16 seems a little thinner to, to deal with. So five regions, 16 teams per region, fill out the regions based on the 32 conference champions and then add 56 at-large bids. And when you add all the bids, spread them out evenly. So seed the all five regions equally. Once all five regions are seated equally, you run all the regions at the same day, and we pick the top six finished teams from each region. And then that is your field. And then individuals? So individuals is interesting. I mean, I guess the way they are doing individuals, let me bring, we haven't talked about We'll talk about individuals before we sign off. Uh, so they plan on doing um, individuals. 128 individuals. Okay. So it's individuals who aren't on who qualify for the all the regions. So what's 128 divided by five? I don't think you can. 128. No, that'd be a, that'd be a tough one. But I can uh, I can try right here. It is 25.6. Okay. So I think it's about 25 per region. Okay. It's like okay. 19. What? I don't know. Anyway, so just assuming what they're going to do is they're going to send about 25 to each region, and then I think they're going to take the top um, three in each region or something like that. Okay, to nationals. So 25 to each. I thought I saw – so are they going to do at-large individuals, or is that all no, just they're not. conference? So they're not going to do at-large individuals. So okay, that's tough. Basically, it's, it's going to, yeah. But you know, yeah, it is. I guess. But if your team, if the, I mean, you, how many teams are going to be in the top tier, right? Is it though? I'm just thinking. Uh, of, we, I'm. Well, it. Just, I guess it depends what the cutoff. Uh, what's the cutoff number? I'm not sure, but he, there's plenty of individuals that could finish. I feel like could be like top fifty. But they're in really stacked conferences, right? Look, like if you at, go look, to look, I'm bringing up Pac-12 results. So assume taking the top four individuals, 
So this is who finished. So it was a Colorado athlete? No. Oregon? No. Washington? No. Stanford? UCLA? No. Stanford? No. Colorado? Colorado? Oregon? So the first well, non UCLA didn't make the meet, though. But UCLA will probably make regionals. Oh, oh, I see what you're doing. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is to make regionals. So the first person team, the first person to make regionals would be the 25th finisher, which was Carlos Villarreal. Okay. From Arizona. So, like, the okay. individual coming out would be the 25th place guy, the 36th, the 37th, and let's say the 39th. So, I you think... You got to finish top four. You got to finish top four individually, and I think if you're in a really deep conference, you're fine because all the people that beat you are going to be on the actual team, so they don't count. Okay. All right. You're okay with that? You'd keep that? Yeah, the, I guess the only situation where it becomes iffy is if it's like a weird conference where there's just a lot of good individuals. But, mm -hmm. but I mean, again, you have to be top four. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you could argue controversial take. Maybe we take out the individual aspect to cross country out. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Like... Why? I know it's yeah, it's like two that. different races going on. You have the individual race and the team race, but why isn't mm -hmm. it just a team race? I don't know. Yeah, it's call me crazy. Yeah, crazy. Don't do that. I just think of let's just think of a clear way to do it. I think I'm top four is fine. If, everybody knows the rules going in, and listen, if you can't get top four in your conference, are you going to be a national contender? No, not unless you had a horrible day. And if you had a horrible day, those are just, that's sports, right? Some people have horrible days at the most inopportune times. Um, but it is going to make sure you're of, healthy that, that far out, right? Like say, yeah. I mean, what's, um, yeah, sure. yeah. Think about that. It, Some people weird, were like, though. they were taking conferences off. Yeah. Okay. Here, I, I figured out why it's weird. Here's why it's weird. Uh, it's almost harder to qualify to regionals than it would be to qualify to the national meet for some individuals. Correct. Right? Yes. Because then you get, then you go to a, depending on how they do the regions, but then if they do the regions the way they're saying, let's take the big 12, for example, <laughs> right? In their region it might be hard to finish top four that year because you're going against Edwin Kurgat and Isai Rodriguez and whatever. And there's some non-qualifying people from Texas or whatever. It might be hard to get top four on a non-qualifying team, but then you go to region and you're the best individual by far there. Right. And the, and the qualifying process is, is a bit more forgiving there. Well, I think the main thing is there's going to be a lot of individuals that make it to regionals who suck because they're going to be in these the SWAC or the Horizon or you know the Summit like where they don't have any good teams nor have any good individuals, but they're going to be able to go because you know, like think about yeah, this. And like, I, I get why they're doing like, that. But... I get why they're doing it, but think think about the south, the southern. All right, here, this is, I'm going to bring up Furman, XAT first. In this system, these will be the individual qualifiers to, um, where is it? Is Southern a one-bid league? 
So Southern Furman will go, right? Yeah, is that it though? But no, I don't. I don't. I'm gonna do Iona. Okay, he's doing Iona, folks. We're doing Iona. Iona. Hear me out. So Iona is gonna win their conference, right? So Iona is gonna go to. They're gonna go to conferences, but these will be the top four individuals in the the MAC conference that will get to go to regionals when you take out Iona. It'll be Evans Cabet of Siena, who finished sixth. Then it'll be Aiden Gillooly of Siena, who finished 12th. Then it'll be Ramsey Little of Marist, who finished 14th. And then Anthony Belfado of Kent. So, like, who's this Ramsey Little kid? Hey, it's Poor guy. That's not, go- not that bad, actually. 1430, well, 5K. So, okay, yeah, I'll give him. No, I look. I think they should go. I just, I think it's, it's kind of weird the way it's set up. It's a very narrow funnel to get into the region if you're an individual, depending on the spot that you're in. And then from there, it's like, like, because with this system, well, I guess what you talked about before with the teams, the uh, there's be a lot about large bids in the West, right? Like New Mexico women are still going. Yeah. Right. Even, even though. Like, well, they ended up the year really well. But, like, this year you could have seen a scenario where they're, oh, man, they're behind BYU. They're behind Stanford. They're behind Washington. They're behind all these other teams. But they would be fine with the at-large bid. I just want – is Wayne Kalati going to be able to make the meet? That's just what we need to make sure happens. Yeah. Wayne Kalati's going to go. We're we're good on that. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Alabama will still get their two Kenyans in every year. So we're good on that. Um, But in the end, I just think – what they need to do is they need to throw out geography as a constrainer and only seed based on talent, not based on where your building is located. But you like you like the auto qualifiers from conference. That's a thing you like. And you like the at-large bids yeah. based on season performance. Okay. Yeah. It's good. You're on the record. That's good. On the record. Well, right. this, this isn't is a so, so it's we'll literally re- two we'll years away. We'll banner this podcast in two years. Anything else happen before we sign off? We'll look at emails uh, tomorrow, maybe. Yeah, yeah, not not much. Short week. Um, Dave Berisha had surgery. We might have a story up on that. So stay tuned for more. But that's all I got on my rundown. Uh, we'll leave it there. Thank you, Gordon. Thanks to Lon for producing flowtrackpodcast at gmail.com is the email address. We'll talk to you guys next time.